This is Souls and Souls, a podcast for the spiritual but not religious and the religiously spiritual. I'm Beth Hayward, and I'm in conversation today with Isaac Bailey, a journalist who has won numerous writing and reporting awards and has conducted investigations that led to changes in the way the South Carolina Department of Social Services handles child protection cases. He was a 2014 Neiman Fellow at Harvard, where he studied child brain development, child welfare, and race relations law and taught journalism for a year at Harvard's summer school. He's been published in hundreds of publications, including Politico Magazine, Time, The Washington Post, The New York Times. He's a professor of public policy at Davidson College in North Carolina. Bailey has been married for over 20 years to Dr. Tracy Bailey, founder and executive director of nonprofit literacy organization, Freedom Readers. He has two teenage children. Bailey's 2018 book, My Brother Moochie, discusses the effects of the criminal justice system on Black families and has received critical acclaim and been featured in the New York Times. His newest book, just published, is entitled Why Didn't We Riot? A Black Man in Trump Land. So welcome, Isaac. So good to be in conversation with you today. I, uh, I'd love to start with... Um, Talking about, you were published in Newsweek earlier this year in February, an opinion mm-hmm. piece, and you said that you were struggling to hold on to your Christianity because of Donald Trump. You said it kind of tongue in cheek and then added yeah. to that. You really lifted up how the alliance between the so-called pro-life movement and Trump um, was just too much for you. I, I would love if you can just tell us a bit about the current state of your faith and, and you know, how it came to be in tatters. Yeah, uh, like one of the hardest things, uh, uh, at least like actually during this era, uh, especially for me, like as a sort of a uh, um, black dude uh, who was a Christian, like in the deep South, it, uh, like it has like always been difficult, like in order to be able to like actually reconcile uh, I'm like my faith and also like how I see like uh, like my faith be uh, talked about, be weaponized, be lived out, uh, at least like actually when it comes to uh, uh, like many like of my like fellow white Christians. It's, I think it's about like 16 or like 17 years I mean, like in in this uh, like mostly white uh, uh, evangelical church. Yes, like in fact, like I saw actually did that purposefully. Uh, um, I, uh, yes, like, and because I was trying to walk out this idea like of sort of uh, racial unity, et cetera, like all those sort of things, for instance. And yet though that uh, um, like that was a real struggle uh, especially because uh, it seems as though that even though that I actually had actually taken like that kind of step, and yet like even when I was there, like it still felt as though that me and sort of that other black people there were uh, I mean, still expected like to actually accommodate like our sort of uh, white counterparts, uh, like which meant that like if they had, for instance, uh, the uh, Confederate flag uh, uh, on their truck or in their yard, et cetera. Uh, well, yes, and then that, like we, uh, like we were to lovingly accept that, 
um, and simply because they are, again, that fellow Christians. Like, actually took this idea, uh, at least in terms of that, uh, uh, I mean, they saw that leadership in the church, like, was still, like, mostly white, uh, 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 like, simply because uh, uh, like the pastor said that sort of, like, God, like, actually had not moved him to, like, actually change things, like, on that level, for instance. Whoa. (laughs) So you go to the trouble for a whole lot of your adult life to put yourself in the name of Christian unity into, I mean, because there got to be black churches in the deep south. Yes, yes, a lot. (laughs) And uh, you must have kind of reached your breaking point after all these years of accommodating. Yeah. Yes, and also, and uh, uh, I'm like, what like actually really happened? Like, actually, was before Trump. Yes, like, and because like in that on of that November of that 2008, actually, is like when like I saw like, yes, like I saw like, actually saw like this radical shift in there. Yes, and then that uh, uh, uh I mean, soon like as we had like our like first first sort of uh, uh like non-white president. Uh, I'm like these sort of uh, um. Like these sort of like racism, et cetera, uh, like which had been subtle before, uh, start, started to become like overt, like even in the church. Yeah, like all of that like actually happened like in those eight years before Trump. And then of course Trump came. <laughs> yes, and then like it actually just, oh yes, I mean like it actually just went to like another level. Well, this is a this is a real, you know, I a lot of my listeners are up here in Canada. Um, <laughs> live in our protected life pretending that we we don't have deep-rooted racism in our systems which is of course a lie but I think it's um it's helpful for us to hear you say that things shifted radically when Obama was elected and that you notice that of course in society but also in the church so that by the time Trump came into power uh people were fired up um yes (laughs) so tell me about your faith I like to ask people about how, you know, how you even came to be a Christian. Was it that you were culturally born into this or did you grow into belief? How, how did you come to even be part of this movement? Yeah. Yes, up in like St. Stephen, South Carolina, which is a really, really small town. Yes, and it is about, uh, uh, um, say about, uh, uh, I'm like 45 miles like north of Charleston. Uh, 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 I mean, it's actually where, the sort of like civil war began, et cetera. I mean, yeah, so like that's the area. Yes. And then that, uh, I mean, at least for like my family and also for uh, uh, like many other like families like mine, is in terms of that our faith like actually, like actually has been like really important uh, simply because like it has been like this kind of uh, like steadying force uh, even in the face of poverty or racism and Jim Crow and like all of those kind of things, then that like it actually kept us sane, frankly. Yes, yes. And then so like for me, uh, uh, like like my dad's struggle is sort of actually knowing that and sort of like how important like it is like actually to other dad black people like me. But also at the same time, sort of actually seeing 
how it has been used, like in order to diagon it. Uh, um, uh, I mean, these are like actually sort of like actually fuel, like actually had uh, this in terms of sort of like racism and also sort of uh, 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 I'm like uh, I'm like supremacy. Yes, and then so like that kind of diagon it, uh, um, like that kind of duality is sort of like always at tension like in that areas like this. Yes, like, and also because that too is sort of uh, like why like it actually like hurt more. Uh, I mean, at least to like actually see like my dad fellow, fellow sort of like Christian sort of like actually flock to somebody like Trump. Uh, I mean, simply because like I sort of like actually know them uh, um, well. And also, uh, I mean, at least in sort of like all of their complexity, like I've like actually sort of like actually prayed with them, just like and sort of like actually loved on their kids and had them love with my kids, et cetera. Uh, I mean, at least to like actually see them uh, uh, sort of like actually turn to somebody like Trump, like actually made it worse, not better. Well, here's the thing I always say to people uh, that you can't hate people once you know them. So, I, Okay, so you, this is your experience of church. You are trying to be known and know people who are different. Mm-hmm. Um, what, it feels like what I've been saying is a lie. Like you can, we can actually know individuals and love them and still hold on to those deep rooted big ideas uh, about how they're different. Uh, yeah, that's not news to you. Yeah, uh, at least like actually what I've seen like is that for sort of uh, like many kind of like white Christians here sort of like actually like also sort of like actually struggle with this as well uh, simply because like I've actually seen them go from sort of uh, uh, like one extreme like all the way like actually to like the other extreme. Uh, I mean, yes, in terms of uh, um, like whereas like in that church, for instance, that Yes, in terms of that, like they are sort of actually were that periods like in which they were that going to so that fire it up about like actually trying to talk about and deal with uh, um that unity and race, etc. Yes, in terms of that, like they sort of actually helped us like actually from that time to time sort of actually talk about these things, frankly. Yes, like and also to like actually invite in uh, uh my other churches like in order to like actually be able to like actually bridge the divide, etc. Okay, given given all of this history, given this experience, your commitment uh, to interacting with uh, with others in a Christian community, do you still have faith in an all loving God? Does does that still resonate, or is that shaky for you now? Uh, honestly, like that is shaky right now. Be perfectly frank. It, it's um, yes, yeah, like and because um. Yes, yeah, like and because like it seems as though that right now that like anything that like you actually like actually want to be able to uh, um, make okay like under this banner of Christianity and faith, I mean yes, and then that like you will do it, and like even if it is about racism and white supremacy, yes, and then so like for me like when I look at that like I. Yes, in terms of that, like I cannot ignore that. Like I cannot just look away from that. And so, like for me, like my personal faith, like in terms of, like my sort of, uh, 
just in terms of uh, yes, in terms of uh, like my sort of like relationship with God, for instance, like is not the same thing that I'm actually talking about here. Like I'm actually talking about like my connection to sort of that Christianity itself. And so like for me, like one of the major sort of that cleavages like is that now that I am sort of that closer, uh, at least like actually to this idea that like I can like actually still believe in God without Christianity. Yeah, so uh, the institution, what we've done with the way of Jesus um, feels like it might be um, unredeemable or <laughs> beyond hope. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Which, you know, I guess, you know, a question I have for you. So here I am, I, I serve a church that likes to think of itself as a place where all are welcome. We know we fall short of that a lot, um, but we tell ourselves it's what we strive for. The Christian right has been very vocal, as you say, over the past uh, 12 years or more. Yeah. <laughs> Has the Christian left or has the progressive voice um, let down? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> let down what? One another? Jesus? Uh, do you have a message for those of us who like to say we're progressive? <laughs> speak up um, more? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, and in fact, like, I sort of absolutely believe that that is a major piece of the problem, frankly. Yes, like, and because, yes, yes, in terms of that, like, I think that sort of, uh, uh, um, many on the left, like in sort of Christianity faith, like have sort of like actually essentially sort of actually seated the ground, like actually to the right, like on this idea of uh, like who actually belongs and also sort of uh, uh, like, uh, uh, like what exactly faith really means in public. Yes, and so like for sort of like all this time that like uh, 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 like the kind of like public message from that Christianity has actually been mostly from the right. And yes, and then so, yes, yes, yes. And then that like, I think that that sort of actually has been like a, a, a massive mistake. Yes, like, and also like, I sort of actually think that that was like actually born out of this belief that sort of like, if, if you are outspoken and passionate, yes, and this sort of, I'm a yes in this way, therefore that you are somehow like unchristlike, and that like I don't know uh, I'm exactly uh, uh, like where that came from. Uh, I'm especially sort of actually given that Jesus sort of like actually turned over all the tables, et cetera, in the temple, et cetera, like all those other things that we know that like he was very very forceful on these issues. Like he was not um, like he was not shy, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, like, and yet, though, that I think that sort of, uh, 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 at least for sort of, uh, uh, like, too many people, like, on the left, that sort of, like, that sort of, that, uh, uh, like, they've actually come to believe that sort of, like, if you, like, actually stand up and be counted and also are, like, sometimes loud about it, uh, um, simply because you need to be loud about it sometimes. Yes, in terms of that, like they sort of actually, like, 
like they sort of actually take that like as though that you are sort of like actually hating the other and that like that is not the case at all. Yeah, it's that line between um, uh, living your Christian values to the extent of being, you know, a doormat, as they say, right? And actually yeah. living your Christian values in an active yes. sort of way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I just, um, I want to turn and ask you uh, about a really big topic, shame. Um, because I know you've thought about shame. I, I often ask yeah. people about this and yeah. lots of us just haven't given it the thought we need. But what I love, what I've been moved by in the way you speak of shame is that we're all walking around with silent shame. Yes. And it can take root in us even if we had nothing to do with why it got there. Yes. Yes. What's come to light for you? As I know over the past number of years, you've taken the vulnerable step of putting yourself out there more of being really clear about your yes. story and the shame you carry. Yes. Um, how has that revealed things to you? What light or life has that given or what yes. burdens you now carry? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Like, and uh, like that, like, actually has been a um, like really, really painful lesson. Uh, 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 at least for me, like, frankly, uh, yes, like, and because like I've like, actually carried around all kinds of different tag on shame, it's like, oh my, yes, like, and also though, uh, uh, uh like, what I've learned, like, is that like that shame is always more powerful. Uh, uh, I mean, at least like as you, uh, I'm sort of like hide it, like or sort of like actually run from it. Yes, and yes, and because uh, I mean, as soon as you start naming it, as soon as you start to like actually look it in the face, yes, and then that it actually starts to lose its power. And yet, though, like what I've seen from like from sort of uh, I mean, many that white Christians, like and also that black Christians, like is that. Yet, uh, um, uh, like, is that, uh, I mean, at least, like, actually, on, like, the issue of race in particular, that they have these silent, these quiet shames about, like, these ugly thoughts about race in their head, for instance. And yet, though, like, they are, like, so shamed by it, yes, in terms of that, like, they sort of actually, uh, um, they actually don't sort of actually stop that long enough, like in order to like, uh, at least to like actually examine them. Yeah, they are sort of actually walking around, sort of like actually being affected by this shame. Uh, um, and yet though that sort of, uh, uh, like they, they actually don't even know it. Yes, and the, <clears throat> I mean, yes, and then so, uh, I mean, at least for me, uh, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like one, like one sort of uh, like example, like like of my shame. So sort of like actually, uh, I'm like, what's the fact that like actually for like the like, longest time that I was like, absolutely ashamed, like like of sort of like, actually having a brother like who actually like actually sort of like, actually killed a man. And yet though, uh, at least like actually that sort of like that sort of like, actually happened like when I was nine years old. <clears throat> And then that, uh, I mean, at least in that part of that trauma, actually from that, like is sort of like, just in terms of, uh, I mean, is sort of uh, uh, 
uh, of like my dad's stutter, like almost like 40 years later, for instance. Yes, like, and also like what happened to me, uh, I'm like, is that like, it actually took me like 25 years like in order to get help. And so like after that point, like I was like finally that, just in terms of that, like I was like finally diagnosed like actually with sort of uh, uh, like PTSD. But I now I realize like is that, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just in terms of that, like a lot of that like actually came up like actually from that buried shame year after year, year after year, year after year, that sort of like actually does not go away like only until like you actually stop and look at it and deal with it. And that's the big like, lesson about it. Well, yeah, so much in life. We just like to tell ourselves uh, we can just ignore what's happening right. um, and we all reach our breaking point. Right. Um, I'm just gonna take a break in a moment and I just want to um, just finish off this portion of the conversation by asking you, you know, if you had one message, and this does not need to be high and lofty, but one message for, uh, I'd say the white church, even more than just white people in general, um, what would it be right now in this moment in time? Yeah, yes, (laughs) yes. And uh, um, at least for me, I'm like right now, like what, like I actually need that more people to like understand like this kind of like nuance is and like is like for instance that like I don't for instance hate uh sort of uh, like Trump supporters etc for instance yes like I do not hate them yes like and also in fact that I still actually still like love them like even though that I do not like them very much right now and so uh, I mean, at least for me, like I sort of actually still sort of actually need like everybody else, like in order to actually be able to deal like with that same kind of that nuance. Yes, like, and because that there are like moments like in which we actually need to be angry. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, and the fact that I am angry right now, frankly, yes. Uh, uh, um, um, like and yet though that like it actually can be done in a way uh, 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 um, like which does not lead to bitterness or hatred. Yes, and then so that like what I've seen like actually from uh, um, like what I've like what I've actually seen like actually from sort of uh, 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 I mean, at least from sort of uh, like white liberal Christians for instance like is that like is that like there so like is this struggle like actually between sort of actually trying to say well that uh i'm a yes in terms of that like i can still sort of actually love all of those racist people and also still sort of actually be like very very clear about racism etc yes and then so like for me like i'm like hoping that sort of like more people like um, uh, I mean, these are like actually, uh, um, uh, 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 yes, in terms of like, yes, in terms of sort of actually open themselves up, like actually, uh, 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 at least like actually to like that kind of nuance. Mm, Beautiful. 
You're listening to Souls and Souls. I'm Beth Hayward, and I'm in conversation today with award-winning journalist Isaac Bailey. His most recent book, entitled Why Didn't We Riot? A Black Man in Trumpland. What I want to talk about is a speech you offered just a couple of years ago, where in speaking about living with a stutter, you spoke about how how it is that people who have a difference are constantly being called upon uh, to make everyone else feel better and to change your behavior. And I, um, it quickly, of course, went for me to conversations about uh, autism, about uh, the LGBTQ community who continually say to me, I'm being asked to explain things that you should just figure out on your own. Um, I'd love to hear a little more about that and what a burden it must be uh, on so many levels in your life to be like trying to change yourself and contort yourself to make others feel less comfortable, more comfortable. Yes. What's that like? Yes, yes. I mean, it is exhausting, as <laughs> to be perfectly frank. Yeah. I mean, yes, like, and because, uh, I mean, it's like the odd thing about, like, how uh, like, we have like, actually dealt with difference for such a long time, like, is that, like, like is that, uh, uh, I mean, the person, like, who is, like, already dealing with the struggle, like, also sort of actually has to, like, actually have the burden of sort of actually making things right for those like who are not struggling. Yes, and so sort of, uh, at least like actually when it comes to like stuttering, for instance, that uh, 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 like one of the most difficult parts about it like is not the stutter itself. Like it is about like always trying to like anticipate uh, uh, like what is going to make like that listener listen like, or to even try to listen, like, or to, like, actually not be so uncomfortable, yes, like, and also, uh, I mean, at least to, like, actually feel the need to, like, actually jump in, like, after every other word and say, uh, uh, I mean, did you mean this? Did you mean that? Et cetera. Yes, yes. I mean, yes, and then, so, like, what happens, like, is that uh, uh, that sort of like struggling person sort of like actually gets this message from everywhere that it is he or she uh, uh, like who is the real problem. Yes, and then so like therefore that uh, uh, like my sort of condition, like which is like stuttering for me and be something that I different for somebody else, like isn't only sort of actually just a condition now, like it is this kind of uh, uh, like it is this kind of that black mark, like it is like something that I should be ashamed of, uh, of like simply because of that other folks like actually feel like uncomfortable about it. Yes, and it's like therefore, like there, like it actually becomes like this double bird, like it actually becomes this double bird. Yes, and it's like therefore that like it actually like frankly sort of actually like actually that screws up your. Uh, I'm sort of uh, I'm like self-image, like you're like self-worth, like every single thing about you that like is sort of like now like actually under scrutiny. Uh, uh, yes, and uh, I mean, simply because like other folks 
like actually want to feel their own comfort first and foremost, like even if it makes things much, much harder for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you must have a whole lot of self-love or family love, or like because you're putting yourself out there, you're, uh, it sounds like in many ways you've given up apologizing um, for a whole lot of things. Yes. <laughs> what gives you the strength for that? What, how, how do you keep going? How, yeah. how do you keep persevering on all of the fronts that you're trying to make a stand on these days? Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm like, what I like, finally learned, it, it took a long, long time. Uh, I'm like, is that it frankly, like, is like a waste of time, like in order to actually try to make other people comfortable or understand. And so like, I am just simply not doing that anymore. Yes. And it's like, therefore, that right now that I am absolutely in this phase that I am going to try to be as open and honest as possible. Yes. And so therefore, that if you are going to be uh, 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 like discomforted by like what it is that I'm telling you, et cetera, then I am perfectly fine with that. Yes. Like, and also that I, I guess in terms of that, uh, 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 um, like what I do differently now, like is that like I sort of actually make other people own their own discomfort. Yes, yes, and so therefore that like it is your responsibility. Uh, yes, in terms of uh, 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 um, uh, I mean, at least to at least to like actually deal with your own feelings about like how it is that you are receiving me. Yes, like and then that uh. Yes, in terms of uh, like whereas before that I sort of like actually took on that burden myself, and that <laughs> doesn't work. Like that actually doesn't work. Well, I I want to thank you for your radical clarity about this moment um, and your radical vulnerability. Um, you are an example um, of how to live uh, not an easy life but an authentic one. Thank you, Isaac. Oh, great. Yeah. Do you want to tell folks where to find you? You've got a brand new book out um, and it is, you're a journalist. So your books are like brilliant and easy to read, right? (laughs) uh, So I really commend folks. Um, Your new book is called uh, Why Didn't We Riot? A Black Man in Trump Land. Uh, And your autobiography about uh, your brother, Mucci, um, was also a bestseller. Uh, Where can people uh, find you? Uh, On social media or is there a website? Oh, yes. Yes. And uh, at least, uh, at least, least like these sort of uh, my easiest way like it's like I should probably do Twitter at like at IJ Bailey yes like and also that I'm on like Facebook and yes like and I am somewhat on IG but not really yes yes I'm just not all that hip with all the photos and all that kind of stuff so (laughs) yeah we're showing our age now (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) exactly Uh, uh, thank you Isaac it's been so great to talk to you great great cool thank you very much man You've been listening to Souls and Souls. I'm the Reverend Beth Hayward. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to rate, subscribe, like, and share these podcasts with others who might be interested. We drop a new episode every other week on Wednesday. And if you want to connect further, you can look for us at our website, 
canadianmemorial.org. Just click on the Souls and Souls link. Until next time.